0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking Venom colon Let There Be Carnage. Abe, when can we eat more brains?
1: Now you see me standing in the lights, but you never saw my sacrifice, or all the nights I had to struggle to survive. Had to lose it all to win the fight. We
2: are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is. Abe, hello, hi. How are you? Out now as a film podcast where Amy and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies we are most spur review. Review the occasional commentary track or some other movie topic. This is episode 471.
0: 471. It's perfect for Carnage. <laughs> See how I'm working these titles into our into our show notes.
2: Yes, very subtly. Uh, so yeah, this <laughs> week <laughs> for this episode, we are talking Venom colon Let There Be Carnage, the sequel. <laughs> to Venom, uh, which turned in a whopping $90 million for its opening weekend this uh, this weekend. Again. So um, that's, a, that's a chunk of change there. And uh, joining us to discuss Venom, Colton, be carnage, we have, from from sunny North Carolina, Ravencroft Institute's favorite Mexican, it's Alan Aguilera.
3: Only Mexican. <laughs>
0: oh, it's the only. Uh, only our Mexican. bad, our bad.
3: Okay, you're welcome. Don't worry about it. Everybody makes that mistake. Don't worry about it. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Also
2: joining joining us, writer for the San Francisco Chronicle and host of the movie film podcast, Cletus Cassidy's childhood neighbor, it's Zachy Hassan.
1: Hello, hello. Zachy, you know Cletus? Uh, We're we're buds, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand why you have to keep that, you know, kind of hidden.
1: Gotta keep it on the low-low. Yeah, Yeah, he's not a great guy.
2: (laughs) Well... Glad to have you guys both here. I'm looking forward to talking about Venom with you, uh, which is what we're going to do fairly shortly. We're going to do things a little bit out of order this week, because uh, we, I know Zach has got a bit of a time limit. So uh, before we get to our main review, we're going to do some little show notes first. First up, um, uh, horror. It's October. Horror episodes. Lots of those. We have lots of those coming. Uh, we've already released one. We talked about the Candyman franchise, which is going to be the recurring theme throughout October. We have four separate weeks full of four different franchises that we're all going to talk about in full. Um, so yeah, the candy mail one, you can find that now. We've just recorded our Omen episode, which is going to be available this coming Friday. And uh, after that, we have an episode focused on Final Destination, and following that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so lots of fun. And uh, speaking of which, our bonus episode, those are all bonus episodes. We have our commentary, of course, for the month as well, which is going to be for Halloween 2018. Um, this is the previous Halloween film to the one that's coming out very soon. Um, And we'll be doing that commentary after we have all seen the new Halloween. So it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of dig into that film with this new one in mind. Uh, So that's all the stuff you can prepare for. And um, just be ready because, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun this month having all these special bonuses. In addition to all the other fun stuff happening because there's so many big movies opening this month, including this one that we're going to talk about (laughs) today. It's Um, almost as
0: if there was a pandemic and everybody pushed it to October 2021.
2: Yeah, it seems that way, huh? Yeah. but yeah, what else? Of course, all of those episodes you can find on iTunes, where you can find the way to review our show. <laughs> you can search for our show out and out there under name. You can see a whole list. Of, you see, exactly. You can see a whole list of fun content, and then you can be like, you know what? That'll <laughs> no, be fun to do. What if I clicked over to the tab where there's stars, gave it a star review, and then also maybe wrote a little something? Thank you so much in advance. <laughs> so there you go. There we go. I feel like I convinced people on that one. I, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah it was a team effort. We'll pop us up in the iTunes charts there. Um, all right, let's let's move on. Let's get let's cute to the is main... it? is well, it? <laughs> yeah. Is it
0: 2021? That's the same. That's the same ranking that we are in the podcast charts. Oh, I think we're a little higher. I don't know.
2: A lot of people on <laughs> podcast these days. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Uh all right, let's let's get in let's get into it guys. Let's get into the main review for Venom. Let there be carnage.
4: Lady, we
1: should be out there snacking on bad guys. I am a predator. I need to be free. You have got to get control of your aggression, or you will get hauled off into
4: area 51.
1: Live in my body you live by my rules i'm sorry i don't know what came over me please let me fix it so i can fix it again you are a loser
4: Eddie brock i want to give you my story people love serial killers please why me that's mine it's yours and what's yours is mine. I have tasted blood before and that is not it. That should have been some
2: of the trailer for Venom, colon, Let There Be Carnage. To say 2018's Venom received its share of bad reviews would be an understatement. Nonetheless, the Tom Hardy, Ruben Fleischer-directed film made over $800 million at the box office and proved a spider man Venom movie was appealing for audiences. Now we have the sequel, directed by Andy Serkis, who presumably got along much better with Tom Hardy, given their press interviews together. And now it's also <laughs> starring Woody Harrelson as a fan-favorite villain, Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. This story involves the serial killer getting the taste of Venom and going wild as he escapes from his death sentence, reunites with his imprisoned lover, and causes all sorts of mayhem only Venom can stop. Meanwhile, Venom cannot stop bickering with his host, Eddie Brock, and the two must work on their relationship together. With all of that said, <laughs> uh, Zacky where were you with the first Venom, and what did you think of this sequel?
4: Uh,
1: so... My what my recollection of of what I said about the first Venom is, it felt like uh, sort of a relic of the Marvel movies in the early part of uh, the the century that were not, you know, uh, Spider Man and and X Men. So like, you know, like you're doing Ghost, Rider, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt like those and. That wasn't necessarily meant as a dig, but it really it felt like something from a prior era. And I think I what I said is it felt like a almost like a, like a, a trauma pictures release that got put out under a a, a Mar, the, the Marvel label. Uh, so I I didn't I mean I wasn't over the moon about it, but it was just like I was like eh, it's fine I guess you know I've said I've said for a while like my Spider-Man fandom pretty much cut off around the time. Venom became an anti-hero so like literally the last regular issue of Spider-Man that I bought for a while was 375 which is where Spider-Man and Venom like shake hands and come to an understanding and off we go into Venom's limited series and, and you know so like there's like a whole generation of fans who just know Venom as the ba- the good bad guy or the bad good guy mm-hmm. I, and that's just not me so I I, I knew going out, I was like I'm just not the audience for this but despite that, I was like, it was fine, I guess. that's my, uh, <laughs> That would be like my pull quote, I guess. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait for Columbia TriStar to put that on their
1: poster. I, uh, on the poster, you know, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was fine, comma, I guess, end quote. And, and so with that as the bar, I basically felt that way about this too, where I'm like, you know, I'm just not really the audience, but I expect that the people who are super into – and so be appreciative of it. You know, uh, it, it was short, which I think is the, the both of them are short. And I think that's honestly the best thing going for them is like, you know, they don't wear out their welcome. Um, so that was me going into this one. And, and I should say that with both of them, I went with my second kid. So he's uh, uh, he's going to be 13 now. So I guess he was uh, 11, almost 11 then. And I almost feel like he's the audience for this. Like it's aimed at like twelve-year-old boys.
3: To be fair, most blockbusters are aimed at twelve-year-old boys.
1: Touche. But this, yeah. like especially, like I, you know, I was talking to my 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 uh, my co-host on my show. I was, like I remember being that age and being like into all the like extreme violent superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Punisher's so cool. He, he kills people. And yeah, as an adult, you're like, well, that's awful. <laughs> but but I remember being thirteen, being like, "That's so cool," you know, and mm-hmm. so that that to me is what Venom is, and it's almost like, well, you know, that going in, and this just kind of, that's that's what you get, you know. I for this new one, Mick LaSalle at the Chronicle gave it a review. Just, I mean, he just uh, uh, obliterated it, and I'm kind of, I, it was a fun review to read, but I'm like, brother, what are you, what are you expecting from this, you know? Classic <laughs> Mick.
0: Did he just give yeah. the? Did he, was his rating the the empty chair or was it the guy in the
1: empty it? chair? You know, so, I mean, he, he had fun writing it, but again, I'm like, he's like, this is the worst movie Tom Hardy's ever made. It's the worst movie Michelle Williams ever made. It's, you know, and I'm like, what are you expecting from this? <laughs>
0: I don't know if you've seen This Means War. <laughs> right. She's not in that.
1: Yeah, I, I might give that one the prize.
0: Oh. <laughs> what's
2: what's wrong with Chris Pine? I mean, that is with Chris Pine. She's just not in it. Tom Hardy is that in it? Oh, Tom Hardy! I thought you, I we were talking about Michelle Williams.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's no, Tom no. Hardy. Tom. Tom
3: um.
2: Hard. That is the worst thing they've <laughs> It's it's a bad movie. This means more. Anyhow, <laughs> okay. So, Alan, you are yes. similarly comic inclined. Where where are you with with Venom and all this?
3: Um, I went to see the first one, and I wasn't anticipating it to be good. And then, you know, I, I kind of like the vibe, the kind of slapsticky. It's silly. It's like, it's I, it's good hearted silliness half the time. It's like, oh, just, just Venom's like a good, he's, a, he's like a nerd. He's fun. So I was like, oh, I'm going to see this one. And then when I found out it was 88 minutes, whew, I love that. <laughs> I was into that because I really don't <laughs> want to deal with the three hour epic comic book movie. I was like, it's just a 90 minute movie. And like a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, well, you know, there's not enough character development. It's about a fucking red. Who can't, You don't need it. You don't need it. So honestly, it was 88 minutes, and I had a great time. I thought it was fun. I I kind of like the odd couple element of Venom and Eddie. Um, the only like I bought into like the symbiotes and all the other stuff. The only thing I couldn't buy was that Woody Harrelson was supposed to be a teenager in 1996. <laughs> I don't get like I'll go with you. They used that his was, voice
2: though. Like we've seen him in, in multiple adult that roles that in the nineties. Four... <laughs> <So it's... laughs>
3: yeah. That was four years after Natural Born Killers. You expect me to believe that he's eight like seventeen? Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, like Yeah, come on, bro. Come on. But other than that, like it was I I I enjoyed it quite a bit and I had a good time and it was a good popcorn thriller and I, I, I liked Venom a lot. I like the, Ed, like the Tom Hardy and Venom dynamic. I like the... Uh, Can he just a school? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I don't know how many spoilers we want to get into for this. But, um, we don't need to go too far. I, I don't really... Yeah, like, there's some stuff. I'm like, oh, I mean, they made some choices that I didn't, they, they needed to make. But then the end credits is cool. I don't know. I had a good time. I mean, the six people in my theater at, at noon on a Friday were into it, so it was cool. I I enjoyed it. It's 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 silly, fun, and it's it's like when we it's like when you made me go see Space Jam a few weeks ago. Made harmless. Yeah. If you don't like it, you, yes, yeah, you, I, I, I mean, you're not gonna be like, hey, I'm like, can you come on the podcast? I'm gonna be like, yeah. What movie is it? Space Jam too. Cool. I'm not gonna go see it, but I'll still be on the podcast. No, I'm gonna go see Space Jam. <laughs> and I went to the theater too.
0: Cause you're but, a good guest.
3: Yeah. Hey, it's a shit movie. All right, I'll, I'll go see it. Okay. I
2: don't feel like the parameters <laughs> for good guests is they saw the movie that they're supposed to talk about on the podcast. That just feels like the obvious thing to do to be on the podcast.
3: We've had we've had to post drop the ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we
3: have. You, and you, I, I, I do remember. I, I, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I do remember there have been times I've been on the podcast. I'm like, you made me see the shit. You mean I didn't have to see this? <laughs>
0: We're gonna we're gonna I choose just, like all the Oscar just... contenders for Alan next time. Yeah, I still don't know about I just... this. I
2: made you part of this either. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> Mind you, didn't <laughs> made me. Aaron made me. Thank you for that
0: clarification. <laughs> okay. Teamwork.
3: No, but I, I enjoyed. It. I had a good, I I had a good time with it. I don't. There's not much to really like talk about. Like there's some spoilery stuff we can talk about that I think is really can heighten things up, but I love seeing actors. I love getting that paycheck. Uh, like I love Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams getting that money, get that money. You go buy that boathouse, you do what you got to do, but it's not the word. I don't think it's the worst. I don't know. It's like, you know how I am on this podcast a few times where it's like, I don't inherently hate these bad movies. I just, I, 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 I just like movies where it's, it's not what it's about. It's how it's about it. If they're just going to double down and provide a silly comic movie and it has a genuine heart to it. I'm to enjoy it. I'm gonna have a good time. Also, it's really rare for me not to like a movie. So like <laughs> I just it, it, movies are a lot of work. They are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I can't believe they fucked that up. But you no, know, I I enjoyed this quite a bit. I thought it was I thought it was a good time.
2: In contrast to you, I I can't say that I didn't have a good time. I just don't think it's very good. Um which is I mean, it's saying similar things, but for all the positives I can lay on it, which we will we'll get into it, like the things that work, I still walked away being like, well, that just feels like it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Like I just walked out of the theater thinking there's nothing to this. And I don't, I don't need, you know, some kind of, you know, something deep thematic,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: whatever, like just to like, to, you know, make this worth my, worth my time. But at the same time, the thing that I wanted out of this Venom sequel to a movie that I did not like the first time around was yeah more of the Tom Hardy Venom stuff and it does do that but i feel like the best way i could describe it is it just feels like the joke went stale like it, it, the the stuff is there and i do think this movie's an improvement over the first one for a variety of reasons beyond just having more Tom Hardy Venom stuff but also just it's better directed it feels like a coherent mm-hmm. vision it doesn't it, it still feels like it's cut down to the minimum that it can be but at least the film still doesn't it the film doesn't feel like it's it, it needs the breathing room. It feels like, yeah, this is about right. Like, how much can we do for this story about, you know, a black monster and a red monster fighting each other in a church? Like, there's it's just not, there's not a lot there to begin with. So It's like, I don't know if suddenly having, you know, multiple scenes of Naomi Harris and Woody Harrelson, like, you know, explaining who they are to each other really means much to me. But regardless... There's good times in here, and i i really i don't know what this movie could do differently or what a third movie can do differently since it made so much money that will suddenly get me to be on board with what the venom thing is but i don't mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't jive with me i don't like that's the best way I
3: can really say it like i it's <laughs> It's not your shtick. It's not my shtick. I don't really jive with the Deadpool movies, but, you know, people like them, and that's cool.
2: And I'm in a similar vein there, where I like them a little bit more than you, but I still don't like... I'm not over the moon for either one of them. They're just like, yeah, they're entertaining mm -hmm. enough. This one is like, the stuff's there, but I'm still just recognizing all the flaws and things that just make me dislike it more than I would like to. Like, I want to... You know, you're giving me a movie with Tom Hardy as two characters that are in a quasi-romance with each other. Like, I want to see that and enjoy that movie but as it stands it's called legend <laughs> that movie's that movie's not great either but tom hardy's very good at it but um, it's <laughs> it's a shame like because again the stuff's there woody harrelson's doing his thing and i'm not against that at all i you know despite me not minding the short running time i do think naomi harris and michelle williams are done a disservice as far as like what beyond the get that money aspect it's like What are we doing with these people? (laughs) Like, there's there's clearly stuff to do with them, but the movie doesn't really capitalize on them. So, I mean, it just—it doesn't add up to a whole lot to me. And it's the kind of thing where, aside from this podcast. I, I don't have any thoughts that, like are gonna like you know be st- stick in my mind as far as the you yeah know, it's not gonna white. it's not gonna bother you when you're taking a shower yeah like why well, did Venom go to that rave like I don't care like wait it's... a minute yeah how did well, he get I all have, those
0: rings that I fit around his back and
2: his chest? we have we have more to discuss I, I know there's I think... there's more going on and I'm, I'm I'm gonna be happy to get into it because I do th- oh man I, I can't wait to talk about that rave I'm not, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about that rave I'm generalizing a little bit because I do think there's some interesting stuff here <laughs> I guess I just wish the movie. Left more of an impact on me as far as the stuff that I think really worked. But Abe, how about you? Where are you with?
3: Well, uh, wait, wait. Well, yeah, we'll get back uh, to it. There's plenty of stuff to cover. Alan. I, <laughs> I agree. We'll get back to it. We'll no, no, no. I just, I just want just, to. I just to say something like, do yeah. you feel like I? I something I forgot to mention. I felt like this was. I felt like it was Venom like 1.5, and not Venom two. Okay. Like you know what I mean? That's a. It felt like it felt like an expansion pack to it or like a a video game expansion pack. Like it continues the story, but it's not really like a full on sequel. That's all I was trying to say. Go on. I'm
0: sorry. Okay. no, no, no. Where's it all? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely am on the same page with uh, everybody here where it immediately. I don't remember anything about it after I left the theater other than it being a loud movie, too. Um, So good sound design, I guess. Maybe just cranked up. But I think for the most part. Zachy is totally right that it's uh, it's a movie that was kind of like in the same vein as those earlier Marvel movies, and so it kind of like plays off of that and it has fun with it. And I'm totally not the audience for this. I'm not gonna like tell anybody not to go see this movie because it's just not for me. But I'm also in the same vein as Aaron, which is to say that I don't know why this really exists. Like I I think I was down on the first Venom when I mentioned that hey man Venom like used to just be like a villain. He wasn't an anti-hero. Zachy sort of alluded to this earlier, um, and I don't think anyone is ever really rooting for him, even back in the day when there was like the Spider-Man, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man uh, cartoon series in the 90s, and growing up and whatever else. People but, love Venom. And, people, people
2: be wearing their they they shirt. love him as
0: like uh, as like a Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you know they, they love him as like uh, as like a logo. I guess it's almost like the Punisher thing again, as Zachy mentioned. But um, I think for this one, it's a weird thing because. I the best thing about it that we all agree on is that the runtime is so compact. It's wonderful. It's, so but nice. it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah, it's compact, but uh you know to Aaron's point, it doesn't do anything with Michelle Williams or Naomi Harris. The Woody Harrelson thing, you you get it right away, and then it just stays the same like gear for the entire movie. So he's not really doing anything different. He's just like oh crazy guy, just like pretending to spit out you know Zodiac type messages to to tom hardy who solves it and i didn't know that venom was a genius but that's a fun that's a fun play he's not a genius he can he's he's a terrible (laughs)
2: journalist he can barely get anything done unless
0: woody harrelson calls him and tells him what to do venom not not tom hardy venom not eddie
2: oh okay Uh, yeah venom has good life
0: advice (laughs) (laughs) yeah venom has good life advice and he's also he has an amazing photograph he's fucking
2: symbiote tony robbins yeah
0: but that, that's like the saving grace of this one which is just Tom Hardy and Venom kind of interacting is is it fun to see them interact throughout the entire movie and not doing really anything else not really no at least in the first one you had like a lobster tank sequence and and they brought it back up with this one but the 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 worst thing about this is that i i think that they're trying to capitalize on something that just like it it, it struck correctly with Deadpool and Deadpool tried to do it in Deadpool 2, and I don't know if it was as, as well-received as the first one. But I think that they're trying to go in the same vein of let's try and be like the lighthearted, the fun Marvel Cinematic Universe where it doesn't have any stakes. It doesn't have any matter, or it doesn't really matter. And I think that's kind of the thing that I would say holds it back and also leaps it forward, which is, yes, you don't really have any pull. Maybe well, We might get into the mid-credits finger, but the other thing is like because you don't have really any pull – Like, where are you going with this? Like, what are you trying to do with with this entire storyline? And I am kind of at a loss for just, like, a bummed out that Michelle Williams has, like, three lines, kind of does nothing. Naomi Harris is there. Reed Scott is there just to, like, be Dan, called Dan again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I thought that this guy, Stephen Graham, who plays Detective Mulligan, I was like, why does he have this accent from New York even though he's, like, from San Francisco? (laughs) And I don't know if you were doing this, Zachy, because you you and I are kind of like Bay folks, but I was, like, looking at all the locations and thought to myself, like, why would Cletus be driving from Oakland to San Francisco (laughs) after he just escaped from from San Quentin, which is north of San Francisco? There's just all this, like, geography. I was like, you know, I had this problem with the the first one, too.
1: I think they're only in the the first film. Was um, that drove me nuts. in the first film? No, in the first one, there's that motorcycle chase.
2: That's the same like two and, blocks and... the whole time.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, he's just going in a circle. I'm like, what's he doing? Like, yeah, you know, like I, I live in, in, in the Bay Area, so I know the city, but I'm like anybody who's watching would recognize the same landmarks again and again. You're
0: right. you know? <laughs> it's like the only way to get an open shot of the Bay Bridge is when you're going into San Francisco, because if you're <laughs> going away from it. It's dark and underneath <laughs> the bridge. But with all that, it's it's a movie that is not for me. Th- thankfully it's short. Are there good action sequences? Yeah, I think there's actually some really fun action sequences. Some of them are kind of like dark in terms of themes, because when he's escaping from prison, there's a lot of dead people there. But yeah, nice I that. yeah, I, I thought that there was like some cool things that they could have done, but they just didn't really expand on it. And and lastly, like if I was if I was gonna give it like a um like a last like kudos kind of thing thinking about this on the drive home i thought to myself you know this if i were to put these words and these scenes into comic book panels it technically could work that way and that's that's where i was like you know i get it like if you just want to be like let's just make you know book 99 of this one venom se- issue it's like yeah i could see how why woody harrelson just says the same things over and over again why his mannerisms like that Naomi Harris like screaming and stuff like that like yes I can see that happening in panels and how their dialogue is terrible but no it's it's not really like a bridge that really connects for me so unfortunately it's just I'm on the same page as as mostly Aaron and Zachy I, I will say this I it's not a problem to me if the movie doesn't
2: want to be about anything like if it wants to just be absurdist cool. nonsense I am fine with that I, I just think there's a, there's a way to harness that energy to make it you know work, like, and I don't think this movie makes that work as well as it could. There's pl- Again, there's plenty of positives here. This is a better movie than that first one, which I do think... I think it suffers exactly what, Zacky you said, as far as being a kind of 2000s era Marvel movie, just done poorly. I mean, and even them, it's not It's not like, you know, we're going to bat for Ghost Rider or anything, but at the same time, it's like all of that origin story stuff was so boring, compared to, yes, Tom Hardy jumping in a lobster tank and messing around. Like, this movie... <laughs> feels like it's trying to do the lobster tank scene for 90 minutes and that's where my issue is i I don't think it i don't think it ever rises to the occasion to be as off the wall as that specific sequence but the idea of it chasing it for 90 minutes that's that that obviously works for some people it made 90 million dollars this weekend like i get it i get that there's a Mm -hmm. crowd of people that like that that's where i agree with you abe it just doesn't seem to be for me that said I'm I'm fully willing to accept it. I just wish it was better at doing what it seems to be trying to do. So. Mm-hmm. Alan, you like this more than us. What yeah, where where's where some like highlights for you? Like what, what's what's really what really well, like? Number
3: one. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, Venom is our gay king and I stand him. Cause he went to that rave and he said he was coming out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And then this woman went up to him and he said and this woman said, good looking, and he's like, Oh no, not my type. I was like, all right. And then he started having the different colored <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, did they just make Venom gay? I'm about it. Let's go with it. I love Isn't... it. But no, I just that was... like you know, fun scene. Yeah. That yeah, rave, let's, let's,
0: let's, let's,
2: let's, let's let's talk be... about let's talk
0: about that more. Yeah, that rave,
2: let's talk about that rave scene more. Because it, it is like a I wouldn't say it's sneaky because it's pretty on the nose as far as what it's doing, especially in today's climate. But it's like I the fact that it's there to begin with, it's like and the Don't way, go. why
3: is this here?
2: And, the, and the way he, the way he's speaking, and the the way it shoots the crowd, and how they're reacting to it. I can't say that's provocative, but it's like that's really interesting that, that they they're able to like go that far and do that with with purely venom. It's not even Tom Hardy; it's just the Venom yeah. character. I guess it's technically him doing the voice, but it's just like this pure like mm-hmm. what if how far can we take this basically to the point where I'm expecting Venom Three to be like a full on marriage between the three two of them. Like, is it's just it's it's so <laughs> it's it's so going for it at this point. It's like sure, why not? Yeah. Zach, how well, about you. Zach, you, oh, you. Okay. Where, where are you? Where are you with like the the way they've approached this Venom Eddie Brock relationship in these movies?
1: I mean, uh, for for me, that that was the source of the most amusement for me. I I uh, after watching it, I I said on Twitter that I chuckled a lot, and most <laughs> of it it was just them doing their Felix and Oscar thing. Uh, so I can I can see why they're leaning into it. I mean, it, it feels like. Tom Hardy, who you know, he's got story credit here, right? He he looked at the response, the fan response, if not the critical response. It's like, all right, well, this is what people seem to like is it, me, you know. And so it's doing the Magnificent Bickersons thing, uh, and it's and and I found that when I was most engaged, I I was least engaged in Act Three when it was just CGI nonsense. Yeah. As these people, yeah, I, I said this with the first one where. Uh, you know act three is just oh it's sim sim symbiote guy against other symbiote guy and i remember remember after watching that i was like well they knew they were doing carnage next so like why why, you know i said this with movie one i'm like we're gonna have two movies with like the exact same ending and that's basically what it is i'm like as soon as it's just whatever it is these tendrils and whatnot i'm like all right wake me up when this is over you know and they're both in the
0: dark you know (laughs) it's kind of hard to see sometimes
1: yeah, and and that's the other thing actually is is I I was not crazy about how Carnage was uh, depicted in that he he looked all muddy and and you know he didn't like he should have been really like, like crimson like it should have stuck stuck out because if nothing <laughs> else it would give you a nice visual. And instead, you know, it, it, again, it, it's just CGI noise, and maybe I'm just betraying my age here, where it's just like... It's not that, no, I, you're not, no, you're
2: that's not a betrayal of it, I no, mean, you're not wrong. You, you know how to have a good time at the movies, back, Zachy, I know this about you, you like to have a silly good time, you and Brian <laughs> have a lot of fun conversations on your commentaries or what have you, like, it, it's not an age thing here, it's not an out of touch with the kids, like, it just... It, there's, clear, no. there's there's the children who are wrong there's there's clear there's clearly like a you know an audience for this regardless of age mm-hmm. there's people that there's people that are you know critics like us that are in our you know generation that love exactly yeah. i mean alan you're sitting here saying you love this thing i mean like it clearly like it works for I, was it.
3: Little, I didn't i didn't say love it i said i had a good time and fair I enough it. but you but you, <laughs> but you but you can
2: recognize that you you're willing to go along with this nonsense seemingly more than we are as far as how much we're engaged with
3: it. i mean I think the third act CGI bullshit is the same problem that I had with Shang-Chi and all these other Marvel movies have the same problem. It's all just CGI bullshit in the third act and you just, it's it's fine. I just wait until the end credits at that point. because the hero's going to make it and then we're going to fucking get the CGI blob off the screen and we're going to be fine. I I will say, I I don't think what,
2: what what I was getting at was I do think there's a problem with the villain, honestly, and not Woody Harrelson's performance, but just carnage as a character. We literally have a venom that speaks to Eddie Brock and has a fun time with him. That's a highlight. Why would we not get the same for yeah. Carnage? Like give Woody's a good actor. He could you could easily get let him have a crazy voice to do as Carnage and yeah. jumping back and forth to Cletus Cassidy. Like I'd be I'd be happy to And that's, he's funny. That's what he is that's and psychotic cool. like i mean there's plenty of stuff to and fucking woody harrelson's been at. like you said natural born killers i can easily see him doing like a riff on mickey knox in the, in the same while also doing his cletus <laughs> Casty thing and having like some kind of ridiculous conversation which is what i kind of expected when you introduced carnage as a character in the previous films like all right i i'm not the most enamored with the venom universe of things i similar to Zacky yeah, i just kind mm-hmm. of don't care that much about venom outside of you know, him battling Spider-Man whenever he shows up to spoil the bet. But it's like, if you're going to do this, okay, go for it. You know, give, give, give me, give me the craziest version of Carnage. You, you can, cause he's a crazy person. Instead. It's just this guy that's, mm-hmm. he just kills cops and he speaks with Naomi Harris and, Gets, Tell, like, tells, her
0: to, tells her to shut up actually tells her to shut just,
2: up like the Carnage guy it's like it's nothing there's nothing engaging there so yeah by the time they're fighting together it's like okay yeah this is the thing that we presumably wanted to he's see also, Carnage but, is
0: also a moody teenager um, who hates his dad that, that's really what it comes Cletus, out to yeah, yeah. so no no Carnage because he's like, father oh, Carnage. You, oh, yeah. there's only one of us that can survive father and like
2: I don't know if that's a result of maybe there are more scenes that were cut down just you know, to get to the point, which again I get, but it's to like to
0: really get to 100. And...
2: <laughs> but it's like or 90 minutes. There's gotta be, there's gotta be. Like going into this, I'm like, I'm glad this is 90 minutes because what story can you tell yeah. me that needs like 135 minutes for the story of Venom and yeah, Carnage awesome. battling each other? I, I'm not saying they needed a longer runtime. It's just like it feels like time could have been spent to give me anything <laughs> to to make that final battle that's feel like, like, that's like something a, that's... Like, That's worthwhile, as opposed to just. And then the blobs fight each other for a while.
0: No, totally. And that's actually like the weird, like, weight of uh, the two halves is just saying, well, this the runtime is only 88, 90 minutes, but I still don't know anything about anybody. And Alan, to your point earlier, yeah, it's not as though I need to know a whole lot about like Cletus uh, and and how uh, much of a killer he is. That was kind of explained through like a a neat cartoon. but the the whole entire, like, thing of what Aaron is saying is, like, you know, if you're not going to – if it's, like, 90 minutes of just, like, filler to get to, like, this battle scene, that's kind of a waste of my time, too. And I, I really don't know what they could have done or what they would have done. Um, But I will say this, that if they decided to go, like, in a different direction in this second one in Let the it's just, like, let's just make it, like, ultra dark. I would have been really on board with that. I would just be like, whoa, this is, like – I wasn't expecting that and – and it's got some fun stuff, but it's also like crazy bloody and crazy dark. But, you know, that's probably not what Tom Hardy pitched to yeah. Andy. Question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Naomi Harris's character? Because I don't even know what her name was in the movie. Shriek, Shriek. Did they? shriek okay i don't know if they're yeah maybe i just missed it but what do oh, you guys francis, think of like the so entire, francis um,
2: they say is a bunch
0: oh, oh okay okay got it yeah that then that name sounds familiar but i didn't know there's shriek but what do you guys think of like hey by the way like um let me give you some some backstory about how woody harrelson is like really the only person that could save him is actually naomi harris and I, they're gonna get together and I'll they're trying say, to build something there i'll say this yeah, the, back, the the opening of this film
2: put me in the right mood like i thought like going off that opening alone i'm thinking okay this is gonna have fun because it's like it's just like malignant a couple weeks ago it has this like crazy shot of this <laughs> asylum place that and it's very arch and the music's the right tone and it's giving me this like nonsense like banter between these two people it's like all right i i feel like this movie gets what it's trying to do and i, I do think andy circus does the best he can with the material he's given i do think he's doing a good enough job with all of this and Mm -hmm. and from there i'm thinking okay let's see where this goes from here and so as far as her character goes i mean it it suffers as far as we just don't have a lot of her because i do think naomi harris is doing Mm -hmm. the job there's just not a lot there for her to do and it's wildly inconsistent as far as she's a cold-blooded murderer or she thinks carnage is going too far like what is it what's going on (laughs) like what's the plan here
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Uh, this might be a more of a question for Zachy or the, or everyone who's like more familiar with the comic books. But who's Detective Mulligan, and am well, I supposed to key in on this person? I mean, it,
2: well, it'd be a spoiler to kind of get further into it. I would say. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. God.
0: I will All say right. that Stephen Graham
2: <laughs> and Tom Hardy share the fact that they've both played Al Capone in the past, so they have that going for them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So for me, yeah, as he's a fan doing the best Johnny Wahlberg impersonation. For,
2: for me, as a, as a fan of Boardwalk Empire and one of the few people that thought Capone was fine, uh, you know, it was a trip for me to see them in the scene together. <laughs> I, was, I was happy with
4: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just a it's just a who's who of who we've played.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly that.
3: <laughs>
0: Anything else? Oh. Um,
3: I think this movie is. Going to be entirely forgettable in a few years if it wasn't for the end credit scene. Yep. Um, I think it was just I don't know, like, but I I enjoyed it, but I also don't have like a, a a reverence for Venom. I don't really care for Venom in the books. Like, I just don't care. Like, Venom was never my thing. Even in the ca- cartoon, I'm like, yeah, I like Spider Man. I don't really. Right. Venom is never my guy. Here's a question. Um, yeah.
2: are Because we have other recurring characters. We have Mrs. Chen comes back. The Convenient, you know the, the <laughs> store owner that lives next, next to him yeah. um do, you, how do i phrase this do you guys like what like tom hardy's doing and i mean that's an obvious one yes but like do you like how he's how they found a way to kind of bring him into a universe where he has these various friends and relationships and like those interact do you like these various the various kinds of chemistry he has with these different people are there like highlights you have from that
0: i'm not sure how i feel about it and it's not to say that it doesn't really work here because it does work As Reed Scott shows back up, Michelle Williams shows back up, and uh, Peggy Lou Mrs. Chen shows back up, right? But I, I just don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Again, like I, I'm just not a big Venom fan because I didn't know that he was such a nice guy, Eddie Brock. He, he wasn't trying to ruin Peter Parker's career or, or end his life, I guess. But, you know, I guess that hasn't happened yet. No, so, I mean, well, I mean the, fir-
2: the first movie, they established that he was in New York. Work- I mean he has that accent. And he was working yeah, for the bugle got, and, got, and got fired. And like he had, had he had, yeah, yeah, he had to, he had to move across the country for whatever reason. And even in this movie, <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to get back, back to what right. I'm not sure, but he's trying to get back to it. So he, and the only way to do <laughs> that apparently is talking to Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the only serial killer
0: in America. <laughs>
2: and
3: Cletus Cassidy is obsessed
2: with Eddie Brock for some reason. Again, I don't really know why, but that's how it is. <laughs>
3: Look at his eyes. I would be too. What the fuck? Yeah, he he's got dreamy me, this eyes. Looks Look like this. He could be yeah. Look, Eddie Brock should be a model. I don't know why he's trying to be
0: a <laughs> His strong jawline and his caldic hair all the time. Yeah. Well, that's how he affords he his rent. It? I'm sure he stars in Ducati Weekly to like get some Dude, rent going. His neighbors must hate him because they show him outside looking out the window when Venom uh, goes away. And it's like, oh, he lives in the middle of the building. So he's got neighbors above yeah. and below. They must hate him.
2: It must be really awkward as far as the big screaming matches he has with Venom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, this guy's got to go get. Uh, he's got to get some help. That's
3: something I did <laughs> think about during the sh- during the movie. I'm like, wow, he must have lost his security deposit immediately.
4: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah.
0: laughs>
3: Dude, his apartment is like, so I don't know why sad. you put those
0: bags up on your ceiling, guy. Because you're you should just leave and not have to worry about it but knowing him and San Francisco, it's probably impossible for him to find anywhere else to live. So yeah, understand. Let's yeah, go yeah. with it. Yeah. So.
2: Did you so. guys, I mean, we talked about the kind of the muddiness of carnage, but like, did you guys appreciate the CG any more than the first one? Zachy, did you like, did like the Xenom the Venom aspect of it stand out to you more this time around than the first
1: time or. You know, I, I, I like the, the way they, they depict Venom in these films. I think, I think it's a good design. It's, it's, uh evocative of, of the original comic book version obviously minus the the spider symbol so it it, this, it did look a little more polished uh, this time around uh but i didn't i didn't have a problem with it last time either so i mm-hmm. uh, for for me my, my issue is carnage but but i <laughs> i like i like what they're doing with venom you know what i mean it's, if you're a fan of the character well that's the character you like so
2: that's fair yeah like i i still Aside from the obvious lack of a big, you know, spider emblem on his chest for obvious reasons given the standalone nature of these movies. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not trying to be aesthetically pleasing, but it's doing the job as right. far as being a guy covered in a symbiote. So,
0: like, sure, I, I get it. Right. <laughs> or as Jenny Slate might say, symbiote. Did she die Symbio. in the last one? <laughs> I don't... I think different. so. I think she just like ran away to go be no, no, in safe does. cover with somebody else, right?
1: What'd you say? No, she she does. She oh, she does? does? She does. Yeah, Riz, Riz Ahmed's character uh, leaves her in a room with one of the the, the symbiotes, as, as he says also, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's ominous music playing. So one presumes she, uh, she 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 gets, got off. Yeah, Dude, she when, she got presumably. Offed. yeah.
2: Yeah, I
0: was unfortunate.
2: I couldn't remember and I was thinking, should I rewatch Venom and then I was like, no, I'll just move on with my life, so I didn't do that. <laughs> no. But, um, but, <laughs> but but now I now I have that answer. So I kind of figured that was the case. I figured Riz Ahmed would probably be the one that was responsible for it. Also, remember that Riz Ahmed was the main <laughs> villain of the
0: previous Venom film because nobody yeah, to tell you the no it. <laughs> you can basically that that one was allegory for you can't trust tech billionaires. That's like, what that was all about. Like
2: I guarantee if if Riz Ahmed shows up in like an MCU film, there will be headlines that say Riz Ahmed's first comic book movie, not remembering that he was a villain in Venom. <laughs>
0: Remember when? Remember when the first Venom, when they had the the shot where his symbiote suit opens and you can see CGI face Riz Ahmed fighting Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. his big blobs. <laughs> There's a thing. Yeah, I was like, that's They're definitely not his. that's just a faceless. CGI creation. I, I don't want to keep ragging
2: place. on the previous Venom. <laughs>
0: like, it's just gonna be <laughs> that. <now. laughs>
2: um, I'm not trying to stretch this out. I'm just trying to like think: Is there any other things we? Because I we also. I don't want to get into the the end credit scene, but like I get just ask on a basic level: Like, Zachy, did you enjoy? Do you enjoy? Presumably, what's to come in all of this?
1: Uh, I I wouldn't say enjoy. Enjoy is maybe too strong a word. I'm I'm <laughs> curious, like you know. I'm, but you know, again, and without getting into it, I the you can you, the pro. This is the problem. You you sort of you, you can see the the code a little bit, right? Because
4: mm-hmm.
1: what it is is it's trying to set up the confrontation that fans want, and mm-hmm. the problem is that this character has no reason for that confrontation to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, like, cause oh, yeah, of that yeah. story from the comics exists, So it's, it, it's kind of like, okay, like you're, I get, I see what you're doing, but I have no investment in seeing that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, it, it, it's a bit like, uh, this is, this is, it's, it feels like the, uh, fulfillment of a, of a, corporate necessity rather than than storytelling
2: need. It yeah, I I know what you're saying. It feels like and like uh, Scott Mendelson in front of the show points this out a lot. Like we both like the Amazing Spider-Man 2 a lot more than most people. But something that he's not f- a fan of is the fact that it kills off Gwen Stacy not because the story really needed to kill off Gwen Stacy, but because the comics did it and fans will appreciate that it has a, se- a level of source fidelity. And it's like, well that <laughs> sucks. That's shitty. Like the, the key the key thing that worked <laughs> about those movies among others, because I think there's there's good stuff in those, is that chemistry between uh, Stone and Garfield. And then they're like, yeah, but the comics did this, so therefore, why wouldn't we do this thing? It's like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a good reason not to. That's the main thing you have going for these movies. And look what happened. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't have any of those yeah. movies
0: anymore. Zachy, the mouse shook hands with the devil, and the fans are going to get <laughs> what they want. <laughs> so... We'll see what happens. I I'm I'm on uh, answer to your question. My answer is maybe question mark. Yeah. Am I excited? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know because it felt as though from what we saw here, I was like, does is there like an altered state that this person will exist in? You know what I mean? Like they have to like have flash memory uh, of historical things. So, so I don't know. I'm not sure what's gonna happen.
3: How about you? Alan? But also, who says anything about it being or co- it doesn't even have to be a confrontation. It could just be a team up. It it could it's true. that you know what I mean? Like if yeah. he's already if he's already the anti hero, why does he have to be? I don't think they're gonna I personally don't think that they're gonna make I I, I can't really get into it, but my, my initial idea is oh, he's gonna help him. Hmm. Like that's gonna be the thing at the like the third act reveal where it's this person is in duress and then this person will come and help him. Those yeah, setting that up. You know, actually, like that's the kind of um, you know, that's where I my thought process went. I didn't think it was going to be a bit a bad because I don't think you're going to make Tom Hardy a bad guy. That's fair. The
0: interesting play, and that kind of fits in line with what we've been seeing the first two movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know what
3: I mean. Like he's going to have his problem, but then imagine this new character introduction, and then this bickering Venom and and Hardy. Like that could be a fun combination for mm-hmm. future films or a future spinoff. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's going to be the back, the same kind of backstory. I think it's going to be that, you know, they're going to be the lethal protector and they're going to see someone who is needing their help. Yeah.
2: I can but see that. that and I, mean. I guess I'm, I'm just more or less wondering like, what do you do next with venom and i i guess the idea is well we have morbius coming out and a craven movie coming out so we'll finally get this like <laughs> forget about morbius sinister 6 thing eventually can't, can't even though venom's not really involved in sinister 6 like i don't know like i i yeah,
1: i, no, I but he was he was he was he was it, part of a version a version of eventually, it eventually that's yeah. fair i mean that makes okay, sense yeah. There's plenty
2: of guardians and plenty of avengers so yeah i, I can imagine there's plenty of sinister 6 iterations as well um, I guess mm-hmm. he he could be a West Coast venture in San Francisco. Um, we <laughs> can make that work, right? <laughs> um,
0: I um I will only want a, a Sinister Six movie if Paul Giamatti shows back up. Be fucking better.
2: He's, better. Um, he's,
0: better. <laughs> he's better. <laughs> They got Al. <laughs> um, true, I
2: I guess I just have questions based off where things mm-hmm. are going next, and I I hope they're answered with something that's not he fights another symbiote, like. Because I, you know, even with Carnage, that already got boring. So it's like, what, like, what else can we do with with Venom? And it's like, there's a lot of, like, you know, Spider-Man has a huge rogues gallery, a very good rogues gallery. So it's like, I, I guess I just want to see, him, yeah. So I guess I just want to see him interact with more of that. Um, uh, but as far as like where this leads, I guess we have to, you know, wait and see. Obviously, based off how certain things happen. Um, so yeah. All right, we've talked a lot about Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Uh, when should people go and see this movie? Alan, when should people see Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Oh, I don't
3: know. Uh, watch it right at home. Just, mm-hmm. just, you know, watch it right at home. You don't need to go to the theater. Zach, yeah, but you, when that's should people... Be- that's all I got, yeah. Okay, <laughs> when should people see this movie?
1: Yeah, stream it. Stream it? I mean, uh, legit in a legitimate way, not uh, bootleg, right? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Uh, yeah. And it's available to rent on Voodoo. That's when you should watch it if you're interested. All right. Abe? Yeah, this would be
0: like a, a TV movie with commercials. Like, you can watch this like, on TNT when it comes out in like <laughs> in nine months.
2: I mean, I'm stronger than that. I do think that, the, you know, if there's a desire to see this movie and you like the first one, you're going to get a lot more of the stuff you liked out of, the, out of this one. So, you know, see it in that regard. If I was to, you know, put this on, it'd be like, yeah, all right, there's a probably a nice 4K. That I can make brighter. <laughs> like, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do the job. Uh, you know. Yeah. So. It'll
0: probably look great in 4K.
2: Yeah, it probably will. It's Sony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they do the job.
0: <laughs> All the
2: animation stuff looks great. Yeah. And we could see whatever like deleted scenes <laughs> there are <laughs> just you know b- here's here's more of cletus in the jail it's all it's all doc dialogue that is like yeah i
0: guess i knew this is what it was going to be but i mean i got no, to it, see it so like a, a way better movie like with all the added scenes like oh whoa why didn't they just put all these in
2: i mean sony's putting and- out escape room 2 on blu-ray this week and it's got like 14 minutes of extra footage so i don't know what to think <laughs> wow. I- uh, all right <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's venom it's venom let there be carnage uh it's out now um all right so with that before zacky takes
0: off hey what uh what time is it here air is that for a quick game here or two
4: <laughs>
0: you better record that ladies and gentlemen that's actually gonna the, the, be the noise that gets the symbiote suit off of you they had a lot of fun with bells in that movie i'll put that out there too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I guess uh, if your phone is on vibrate and it's loud enough, it could actually do the trick as well. Um, I've got two games for you guys here. The first one here is called I'm a Journalist, Damn It. This is where I'm going to give you guys a clue. I want you guys to name the character that I'm talking about. If you guys know first name, last name, that'd be great. But I'm going to give you a clue. It's going to be a very easy clue. But the name might be a little bit difficult. Uh, obviously, we'll ease into things here. So first so, things first. things so, so, we're, so we're guessing the, jur- the journalist name? Yes, yeah. Journalist okay. name. Got it. Okay. Versus Sink. like
1: movie journalists?
0: Yes. Yeah. Movie journalists. These are people that have shown up in movies. <laughs> yeah. They're real journalists. <laughs> Zachy Hassan. <laughs> uh, the first one here. Judith Hoag, Paige Turco, and Megan Fox have played this character who wishes to reveal the truth behind the Foot Clan. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. April O'Neil. April O'Neil is correct. Here's another easy Calabunga. one. Thank you. Hashtag Cowabunga. The next one here: Courtney Cox is hot on the trail of as this journalist, when the number of dead high school students in a Alan Allen. Alan, Alan. Gail Weather Gail... what? Uh, oh, what shit. if it's plural? Gail Weather. <laughs> did you just yeah, say I said it? Weathers. Yeah. Oh. yeah? There you go. All right. Yeah. Wait,
2: what did That's you, what you what say? Weathers it. the first time.
0: That's what I heard. Weather the first time, but oh, I was. Weathers. Okay, all right. So if somebody heard, we'll give it to Alan. then benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Here we
3: yeah.
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, Next one here. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Played by Jake Gyllenhaal, this L.A. crime journalist sometimes takes it way too far to get the story. Um,
2: oh, his name. Uh, what's I know name? his first name. <laughs> <laughs> what's his last name?
0: <laughs> Be great if he had his full name.
2: Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Now I don't think I have the first name. I know that the last name. Is it Robert Graysmith?
0: No. L.A. Crime Journalist sometimes takes it way too far. Not... Wait. That one is in SF. That's not L.A. Oh, you're talking about a different movie than I'm thinking of. Fuck. What?
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, yeah. well, Alan.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, good, good. I got it, got it. Yes, Alan. Uh, Lewis Lewis.
0: Louis Bloom is correct,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, he's not a, he a journalist. Right.
0: <laughs> he's hardly... I mean, he's trying him. to be one. He's trying to go legit, but he's a sociopath. He's like a fucking cameraman. <laughs> the next one here... No,
2: Riz
3: Ahmed was a
0: cameraman. And then
2: he got he paid the price. He be- yeah. yeah, he became the founder of a multi billion dollar company and got a symbiote.
0: And then he lost his hearing. This shared universe is crazy. <sighs> next one here. Channel 4 in San Diego owes a lot to the titan of this Alan. local... Alan? Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy is correct.
2: <laughs> that's a
0: journalist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the best. Miranda Richardson portrays this sneaky gossip reporter, quote-unquote, journalist who uh, works for oh, the Daily Prophet.
2: Um, I didn't read these, so I don't know this name offhand. <laughs>
0: I'll give you guys clues if you guys don't get in the next three Wait, seconds.
3: no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. What was her
0: name? Mm-hmm. Alan.
3: Alan. 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 Rita Skeeter.
0: That Skeeter. is correct. There we go. Rita Skeeter. The next one here. Denzel Washington plays this journalist from the Washington Herald in the Pelican Brief.
2: Oh, fuck if I know his name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a first name. A uh, first name? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a first name. Okay, Alan. Alan. Gray. That is correct. His name is Gray Grantham. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pelican, just to be funny.
3: <laughs> 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 Gray <laughs> pelican. Uh, the next I'm one here. Be, I don't He
0: be works for the Deadly Planet wait. and might save people on the side.
3: Alan.
0: Peter Parker. I don't wait fuck I can
2: I didn't hear it because Alan was talking to begin
0: with. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of got it wrong the first try there. He I still don't know what the question, question is. What's the What's the question? No, no, no. He works for the Deadly Planet and might save people on the side. you can be sure? Aaron. Get Clark kids. Clark kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The next one, here. A good rule of thumb when writing anything is to remember they are not your friends, as said by this real-life music journalist from Almost Famous, portrayed by the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Aaron. Aaron?
2: Lance Bangs?
0: That is incorrect. Alan. 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 It's Lester, Lester Lester Oh, my God. <laughs> couple more here. Oh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal again, but this time he's playing a real cartoonist turned journalist. Aaron. Aaron. Is it Robert Graysmith? <laughs>
1: Robert Graysmith is <that's> correct.
0: <laughs> and the last one here. Take your pick. You've got the late Michael Nyquist or Daniel Craig play, who plays this journalist, aided by Elizabeth Salander in the Millennium Book Series.
2: Oh, what's his name? <laughs>
0: It's it's a very nice Swedish name. Um.
2: Oh oh oh! Come on, go ahead, say Daniel Craig. What was the
0: question again? Take your pick. You've go got the late Michael Nyquist or Daniel Craig, who plays this journalist, aided by Lisbeth Salander Aaron. in the Millennium Books. Oh, Aaron. That's why it's easy because
2: the the the, the actor is yeah, similar. But... It's Michael Blomquist.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Michael Blomquist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with that, Alan, you are the winner of this game for... I'm a journalist, damn it! Uh, Aaron, you came in second. Zachy, good try. Third. Yeah,
3: you did so well, Zachy. No, this, no
0: this, this last game here is called Cast Hodgepodge. This is where I'm just going to name some random things, and if you guys know the answer, feel free to buzz in. Uh, first one here. How many Academy Award nominations are there among Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris... Reed, Scott, and Peggy Lou. What in the world?
3: <laughs> Alan, Alan. Alan? Is it three?
2: That is incorrect. Okay, uh, na- so, uh, sorry. Name the... Okay, hold on.
0: Basically <laughs> among the cast of, you, uh, of Carnage... Okay, so Woody... All right, hold on. I, I can't give you this much time to think about it, Alan. Ar- Aaron, you're going to get it right. Aaron. Aaron. Eight? That is incorrect, Zachy. Do you have a steal? I'm gonna say two. It is nine. Nine. Uh, Aaron, what? So I was, I was very the Revenant, right. Manchester by the Sea, My Week of Maryland, Blue Valentine, Ooh. Brokeback Mountain, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Messenger, The People they There's Larry three Blit, for Woody. Moon. That's what it is. I was I was at two. <laughs> yeah. Three for Woody. Four for Michelle. One for Tom. One for Naomi. Peggy and Reed have zero, but I felt as though I had to include them because they're part of the cast in the first movie. Yeah, I,
2: I, I was thought, I, just, half yeah. a second thought, did Reed Scott get like a short award, uh, just like a short <laughs> film award or something?
0: <laughs> uh, next one here. True, false. Andy Circus has previously worked with Woody Harrelson. Yes, true. Uh, Zachy, true. Yes, true. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're right, Zachy, yes. They worked together in War of the Planet of the Apes. There you go. Uh, the next one here. What are the two movies that Naomi Harris has been in? Uh, the two pirates movies that Naomi <laughs> Harris has been in. Aaron Alan.
3: I oh, heard Allen right. first. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Dead Man's Chest and At world then
0: That is correct. I'm surprised you knew that off the top of your head. It's not a hard question. I worked at Disney. when
3: uh, It's not. I, I also worked <laughs> at Disney when those movies came out. So yeah, no. Uh,
0: of the main cast, who has been in a film that also co-starred Joseph Gordon-Levitt? zackie uh, zackie uh, uh, tom hardy that oh fuck inco-
1: yeah dark
2: Knight
0: rises <laughs> that is incorrect Do, does anyone have a steal uh,
1: what, what? The, the, did you say of the main cast who's been in a yeah. movie with joseph gordon levitt yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. right. tom hardy's been in two yeah yeah no, you Zachy, guys are tom
2: missing
0: hardy. somebody what was your question <laughs> He makes Wait, a brief Tom? cameo. The answer is Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy. What was your question? Because Joseph gets a skate it? in the face in Halloween H2O. Sorry. Sorry, I thought
1: you said, oh. like... Oh. I, I didn't know one that one two, singular. It's a tricky yeah.
0: question anyway, but yes, yeah, no, that one... Uh, the next one here. True, false, Naomi Harris, and Reed kind of worked together previously.
3: True. False. Um, true.
0: That Aaron. is true, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, made, they made a movie called Black and Blue. Is one where Naomi Harris is that cop that decides to go clean, I guess. Uh, and he's also in that movie, Reed Scott. Uh, the next one here, Woody Harrelson has been in how many movies? How many movies with Wesley Snipes? Cameos Aaron. included. Aaron. Aaron. Three. Cameos included. Three Aaron is in a good. Four. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't just revise your answer. Alan. And, Alan. Alan. Four. Name them. <laughs> Four, yeah, name them.
2: <laughs>
3: well, one's Money Train. Yes. One money is train. Like can't Jump. Yep. And yeah. And
0: <laughs> he was in a movie Play. called Wildcats with with, with uh, Wesley Snipes, and then he Wesley Snipes makes a cameo in Play to the Bone uh, with Woody Harrelson being that aging boxer. You didn't want to let me. Have, uh, you, did, you didn't want
2: to let me give the answer, given that you clearly knew that I knew it. <laughs>
0: You changed your answer mid answer. That's not how the game does. That's work. what happened to me. What happened to me last round?
4: The, uh, the
0: last one here. let cut down these three. True, false. Stephen Graham worked with Naomi Harris in a previous Pirates movie.
3: Yes, Alan.
0: Yes. True. <laughs> Aaron. Is false. false. Oh, is false. It. He was Damn. in Dead Men Tell No Tales. And that difference? was Cast Hodgepodge. <laughs> That was
2: definitely the second game. Nobody's
0: winning this one. Yeah. Nobody's (laughs) winning this one. The first game is what I counted.
2: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that game,
0: babe. (laughs) Nine Academy Award nominations among the the main crew. That's crazy. They're just
3: giving nominations to anybody, wouldn't they?
2: (laughs) Except for Peggy Lou and Reed Scott (laughs) (laughs) and Stephen Graham.
0: Stephen Graham only has BAFTAs because he's English. <laughs> well, uh, that was games. All right. Well, again, games, games, games. Thank you for that level of
2: chaos. It very much fit the movie we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zachy, I, I'm aware that you need to get yourself going here. So do you want to tell people where people can find more of your work online?
1: Yeah. Uh, you can, uh, find, uh, my movie reviews and other writing at the San Francisco Chronicle and also at IGN. Uh, uh, I have a piece up right now uh, talking about uh, the Wonder Years, both the original show and the new one, which I think nice. people might enjoy uh, checking out. And also at the Movie Film Podcast, as uh, just today we dropped our commentary track for 2006's Casino Royale, and uh, that was uh, I had a lot of fun with that track. I think people will enjoy listening to that. Hopefully heard of it.
2: Awesome. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, appreciate you, appreciate you joining us, and as always, and you know we uh, look forward to having you on again. But uh, yeah. I, We'll, we'll talk to you next time.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
2: Bye, Zachy. Bye. All right. Well, now we're going to do the rest of the show. We still have some other things to tackle yeah. here. And uh, let's uh, let's keep working backwards. Let's do our trailer talk this week. This is where we talk about one of the newest movie Trails of the Week, when it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you. Uh, this week we're talking Nightmare Alley. This is the upcoming Guillermo del Toro film uh, that is a... So I'll put it this way. There is a previous film called Nightmare Alley starring Tyrone Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a; It was based off of a novel. This is another adaptation of that same novel. That said, I'm aware Guillermo del Soro is a huge fan of the film because why wouldn't he be? It's excellent. Um, so he has adapted the story once again, this time starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and David Strathairn, among others. It tells the story of a carny uh, with the talent for... He has a, a fortune-telling talent. And there are various people involved in his life that try to do some ambitious things, I'll just put it that way. Um, with that in mind, I know this trail is fairly vague to begin with as far as how it details, details the plot, but Alan, where, where are you
3: looking at with, uh, with Nightmare Alley? Listen, I love film noir stuff. I think that Guillermo knows how to make beautiful-looking films, but I haven't really... I like a lot of his movies, but I also don't think they ever live up to the potential of what I feel like he they should be. I think Crimson Peak could have been better. I think that I think Aaron and I have had discussions of Pacific Rim. We love Pacific Rim. I just always felt like there was a whole other movie that we didn't get to see because he moved it to the end of that storyline. And I didn't like Shape of Water. So I hopefully, I hopefully, I feel like this movie really delivers on what I think Guillermo can. Mean. Can bring to the plate. I mean, he has a great cast. I want to watch Cate Blanchett in anything, so I'm I'm gonna be there night one probably. So I'm excited, but I just I just hope he knows, you know, how can deliver and show everybody why he's one of the best directors that we got going right now.
0: Abe, hey, how about you? Where are you with this trailer for Nightmare Alley? Yeah, I definitely hear what Alan is saying because I think I've been uh, mixed on some of the Gilmore stuff, but I think over the course of a shower and the course of like a few days, I'm like, you know what? I really like the way that Guillermo works. And I really do. I mean, if you've ever listened to his uh, things uh, for like DAG, the Director's Guild, um, Director's DGA, <laughs> DAG, David Allen Greer. Uh, no, for the Director's Guild, um, just you can hear how much effort and how much like craft and care he puts into his movies. And he shoots in sequence too, which is crazy. Um, but one of the things where I, I was pretty much sold with, by this, by just like the list that, Aaron named from all the actors but kind of just hearing that there's a Guillermo del Toro project out there is enough for me to also just go to the movie theater day one night one and check it out uh, regardless of of uh, how I feel but you know Aaron also mentioned this is is based off of uh, the previous book movie uh, and so there's probably some some cool things that we're gonna be able to see now with the technology and also today's actors
2: yeah, I mean, you guys know that I'm a huge Guillermo fan. Uh, he he, mm-hmm. he introduces our horror episodes this month, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I uh, Nightmare Alley is an excellent, excellent movie. It is fucking terrific. Uh, this great, <laughs> this great Tyrone Power starring film noir. It had a great Criterion release uh, that came out earlier this wow. year. It's awesome. So the idea of Guillermo doing this story, I'm just rather intrigued by what it's gonna look like. And given the, you know, based on this trailer alone he's already got a bunch of like great shots in this thing where I'm like, I cannot wait to see all of this stuff in context. And given that I, at least from my perspective, have an idea of where this story going, it's really neat to like recognize what's going on in some of the imagery that's presented here for Guillermo. Like, I I don't know if this is going to be, like, his prestige play, if that's the idea that Searchlight has for it. I think by default it is just because he's a previous Oscar winner, so automatically it kind of gets thrown into that realm. But given the story, I'm just excited to have a lot of fun watching this movie with this huge cast. Like, that's (laughs) that's a great set of talent to put into a movie about, like, carnies and deception. Like, sure, give me that. Give me that now. Like, I'm all about it. And so as far as, like, Guillermo's track record, I mean, at this point, I... (laughs) He's a guy where, yes, Alan, you and I are big fans of Pacific Rim, and there are other quote-unquote lesser movies he's made, but I've also, like, he's made, like, four masterpieces in my mind. So it's like, yeah, I more or less <laughs> expect nothing but greatness from Guillermo del Toro when it comes out, when it when it comes to him making a new movie, let alone something where he has a lot of control over it. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see whatever, whatever he has cooking up for this thing. I, I really hope it, I, I hope... Similar to Shape of Water, it, you know, it presents you a story that is both relatable, but also like b- bug nuts and weird. Because why not? Why not get more weird in our mainstream cinema? Um, and I think Guillermo is the kind of guy that seems to know how to provide that for audiences who tend to accept it anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film, Nightmare Alley* arrives in theaters December 17th. So it's coming in a few months here. All right. So that was Trailer Talk. Let's move on now. Let's get us some quickies. Trademark. is we go over some of the main movies we've done. Damn, that was, that was good. <laughs> I, I, I fell into it and then caught myself. That was That's what I went for. Yeah,
0: I was like, <laughs> you cut yourself at the end there, and then you finished strong. That was great.
2: Alan, are there any other movies you've seen recently?
3: I actually saw Melinda earlier today. Oh, yeah, Ooh, that goes. Cool. I... I dug it. Yes. Hashtag chair throw. I, I was watching it. I was, I was, oh man, it was so good. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, hit her in the head. Um, I was watching it. I was like, okay, so I heard this I heard this plot is like batshit crazy. I heard like the twist is crazy. I'm like, oh, how batshit could it be? And the girlfriend and I were watching it, We were enjoying ourselves. And then when the twist came, we were like, oh, <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> Into it. I was, I was about it. But like, you know, there's a lot of questions like, how the fuck does he have the powers? But how does he do that? Like there was a few things in there. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But I went with it. I was like as elite Bell was in it. It was just a good time. Mm-hmm. Well worth the watch. Well worth my time. And it was a hundred and like old ten minutes. I'm loving these short movies. So I'm like, it was good. <laughs> I saw that recently. I've been watching a lot of like reality TV stuff. I rewatched. I rewatched Halloween yesterday. and i i i'm on my i'm on my spooky shit now so yeah i never watch lost boys lost boys doesn't mean well but it's still a good time um maggots you're eating maggots um
0: (laughs) uh abe what what have you seen you know know what i've continued watching um only murders in the building uh and so far so good. I definitely see a lot of appeal. I mean, I mentioned this last time, but Selena Gomez is really surprising me with her acting. I shouldn't be surprised, I guess, because she's an artist and she's probably, uh, you know, done some things on the side. I I haven't watched um, what uh, was the one James Franco where they go to like uh, where they party, but you know, Spring Breakers. All this to say that Spring Breakers, thanks. But all this to say spring that breakers. there's like a, a, a subtlety of of um. Steve Martin and Martin Short aren't going for it. Like, they're not trying to be, like, goofball slapstick guys. They're actually – this is kind of like a drama – dramedy to some degree. Steve Martin, and I expect because that they, from.
2: Martin Short, though, that's, nice, that's neat to hear. I you mean, know, Martin Short can yeah, certainly go big. He's actually
0: – yeah, Martin Short yeah. actually has, like, an arc in episode one or two where you're just like, damn, I feel for this guy. And I'm just like – yeah, I actually really dig that he's playing it down. He's not, he's not going for, like, the Jiminy Glick or – his talk show uh, show um, experiences where he's kind of like loud and rambunctious. So, yes, there are some times where he's ostentatious because he's a playwright in the in the show. But but let me said, like continue to be as it, it continues to be a good show. And I also caught up on season two of Atlanta. Um, oh, yeah. Robin season. My, yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like I avoided all the um, the the Teddy uh, stuff when it was around. This is like 2 years ago. Yeah. And I avoided all of it. 3 years ago at this point. And I Jesus, got to that it's episode been a while and it is Yeah. I got to that episode and it is fucking fantastic. There's just like a lot of subtle scare things and I even caught myself at one time when Darius is in the house. I caught myself being like I I'm kind of scared of him like walking down this hallway. I don't know what he's going to find. And uh I was like man, uh, TV shows. Who would have thought <laughs> that we could get this far with TV shows? So, Not me. Yeah, exactly. So Atlanta season two, kind of hoping that they do season three. I know that Donald has kind of had some problems with um, his contract over there, but uh, hopefully that comes out. He that so, problem. Yeah. He's, just been, he's just been busy.
2: Like they've, they've had the it's plan. Busy, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's not a problem. That that. He's like. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, he got like a huge like contract from FX. They got season three and four all planned out. It's just been. He's got. He puts them, He's. How he wears a lot of hats. <laughs> he's, he keeps himself busy. He really does. Yeah. A lot. And well, you know, like Bri- like and Brian like Tyree Henry like like and too, like Keith right. Stanfield have also just become super famous and busy. Also, <laughs> it's like everyone's just. of... Yeah. And Zazie Beats, for that matter, they're all just doing stuff.
0: They're all busy. Yeah. All
2: right. Um, yeah. I've uh, I've seen a couple things. Versus the many saints of Newark. Uh, this is the Sopranos prequel film from David Chase and director Alan Taylor um i am a huge fan of sopranos i've made that pretty clear it's pretty much my favorite drama of all time um so you know the idea of seeing a follow-up to some degree involving the sopranos universe was exciting to me and i think the movie is, is pretty good uh not necessarily great but it's the kind of thing where when you make a show as good as the sopranos you can only raise your expectations so high for what a movie 17 years later is, <laughs> is like gonna you know accomplish mm. uh so i i do think a lot of the stuff that it's trying to do really works. I mm-hmm. think, in particular, the way it incorporates characters we've only heard about before or are completely new to this world. I think they're the best, and that specifically concerns Alessandro Novola's Niv- character. Uh, he plays mm-hmm. Christopher Montelsanti, Michael Pupilli's Impogliari, Michael character from the from the film he plays his father, who we never saw in the show. And you also have Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, in the film as well, and he's they're both really good. Um uh Nivola, I think, is a very talented actor who deserves more credit for the stuff that he does, and I think he works really well here. And Odom Jr., he's gonna be like young Denzel vibes as far as what he's accomplishing. Sure, he's like a foot oh. he's like a foot shorter than Denzel, but still I I like what he's doing in this movie. I think he's really good here. Uh Ray Liotta also has a, a dual role as twins in this film, and he's <laughs> this is some of the best stuff I've seen from Ray Oda in quite some time. So like between all of that, it makes for a solid mob movie. I think there is i am curious if this is the end of this or if there's more it certainly sets up not necessarily a sequel or i don't know what i don't know if it would be like i don't think they'd do like another series but if they want to do another film and make it like an hbo max exclusive i wouldn't rule that out because it didn't make much money nor mm-hmm. did I, nor did i expect it to but like i could see there being more to do with this based off what's established here and i look forward to it because i do think there's a lot of potential uh, in that
0: mm-hmm. realm where did you watch it did you watch it theaters or streaming
2: i saw it in theaters my dad and i went he okay. loved it and he's a he's like a casual yeah. he's like a casual soprano he's seen like some episodes but not the whole thing he thought it was great so um but yeah i saw it on a big screen and i was happy with that uh what else i saw the guilty this is the remake of the danish film also called the guilty that is well acclaimed and currently available on hulu i would say watch that movie and not the anton fuqua jake gyllenhaal film uh, or at least watch that movie first, and then if you really feel so inclined, then watch this movie. I'm not saying this movie's terrible. It's not. It's completely fine. It's just that's all it is. It's fine and feels... It. I mean, it just feels redundant for me because, well, I, I know the guilty, and I've I've seen that movie be effective. This movie, it does the same thing. It's just American now. And mm-hmm. there's nothing all that challenging about it when you're already familiar with the other version. And if you haven't seen the other version... I feel like it's a disservice to just watch this thing and not that. So, there you go. Um, it's it. I mean, as far as the basic plot description, it's it's a man that's in a call center dealing with stress in his personal life, as well as a particular phone call that he gets, and it takes place largely pretty much entirely inside of this uh, call, like the 911 call center. So, yeah. mm-hmm. It's an intriguing premise. I've just seen it done better. Um, yeah, yeah. The last thing I'll note, uh, have you guys seen the movie Breakdown with Kurt Russell? That's really been
0: coming up a lot on my feeds lately, but I I haven't seen it in a long
2: time. It's because Paramount just released a fancy new Blu-ray for the first time that it's been on Blu-ray, and um, Uh it's. I mean, it's come up because it's a great movie (laughs) because it's like a. It's a pretty. Alan, did you? You said you saw, it, right?
3: Yeah, in the theater with my dad. Yeah, when it when it originally came out, it's from way a long time ago. It's from nineteen ninety-seven. It's from nineteen ninety-six or whatever it came out. It's
2: from it's from nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, it starts Kurt Russell. Kathleen yeah, Quinlan, yeah. They're, they're like a wealthy—not a wealthy—but wealthy, they're just like an average couple from New England. They're driving uh, through the through the Southwest. Uh, their car breaks down. You have the late JT, the late great which JT Walsh comes in. Says yeah, JT can, Walsh. Yeah. He says he can give a he can give a ride to the wife into town while he waits by the car. Uh, then the wife mysteriously disappears and J.T. Walsh acts like he's never seen Kurt Russell before in his life, and things go from there. <laughs> it's a very, very tightly paced Hitchcockian thriller that has a lot, that has you know, in addition to that, it has a lot, of, a lot of duel in it, among other things. It's it's so good. It's such a good movie. And so this new Blu-ray came out. It looks great. It's got a great commentary with Kurt Russell and director Jonathan Mostow that I was super excited to listen to, and I did. Uh, I just, this movie's so, it's such a good movie. And yes, it has been Mentioned more because it's it's really you don't get movies like that very much anymore. As far as just like a you know mid budget cool high concept just stripped down 90 minute and change movie that just does what it's doing and gets out of there. Like if Venom could be more like Breakdown, we'd all benefit from this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We need we all need Jeep Cherokees, I guess.
2: So so yeah. I just wanted to mention Breakdown because it's an awesome movie, and now it finally has a Blu-ray that came out, which you know does proper justice to to the film. And it's been it streams every now and then. Uh, and Kurt Russell, what a hunk! Oh yeah, what a
3: hunk! What a what a what a what a picturesque piece of man. Yeah. <laughs> he's,
2: he, he's very and he's playing. Against hype, to a degree in this movie, which is he's also great. chubby,
0: yeah. He's, yeah, he's playing, yeah he's, playing, like, he's playing like regular dad guy, right? Like it's a year
2: after he does Escape from L.A., so it's like he's off of Snake Plissken again to do like, yeah, just you know, nice husband guy who's pushed to the brink.
3: Yeah, because he did this and like Executive Decision or Executive the Decision too, with his yeah, other
2: 96, a two decision. action. Movies. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
3: So then yeah, yeah, he does the two action movies where he's like not like he's oh I have glasses on that means I'm not a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of bad. I remember that. If it was, like, a thriller or, like, an action movie in the 96, 97 era, I totally want to go see it. Because
2: there's a lot of just good (laughs) genre stuff that's not not asking much of you. It's just, you know, it's like, yeah, this is entertainment to watch in a theater. Nowadays, when you get something like that, it's like, it has to be nominated for an Oscar so we don't get anything like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, breakdown, it's solid. All right, let's move on let's nice. get to our final segment here. Some out now cookies. Trademark. You <laughs> nah. caught me off guard there because I was like, wait a minute, we already did the main review. So now, now let's yeah. get to.
0: <laughs> now it's good,
2: let's get to our last segment so here. Some out <laughs> now feedback.
0: Feedback,
1: feedback, feedback,
0: feedback, feedback. <laughs> that was great. yes good team. <laughs> a- is a- Best because he's interactive. He and Mark <laughs> Oben are the ones do the feedback thing with. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't fuck around. We have some others that do that. All right, it doesn't matter. All right.
0: That's
3: true.
2: This is where I go oh, over the various <laughs> questions answered on our Facebook page. We have the Facebook.com slash so at podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners and they gave us some answers. So, Abe,
0: hey, why don't you start this one off? First one is uh, Who are some great movie villains who simply like being evil with little explanation? Todd been our friend of the show, has The Joker. Uh, anyone else? Uh, An evil character? No, no real reason why they're evil. Uh,
3: uh, Tavington from The Patriot. <laughs> there you go. That guy. Nasty. So there's really no discernible reason why he's such a cocksucker. Like <laughs> he's such a dick.
2: <laughs> um, the the like the villainous planet in The Fifth Element. That's just a ball of evil. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's just evil. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Like I think Ian Holm um, even says it's evil. That's <laughs> pure, pure concentrated evil. <laughs> As he explains it to President Tiny, Tiny Lister Jr.
0: Hey man, if Bill Baggins... Myers. He knows.
2: Michael Myers, there you go. That's a perfect answer.
0: Michael Myers has no reason for being the way he is. When I looked into his eyes I just saw evil. <laughs> the devil's eyes. Uh, yeah, the devil's
3: eyes. <laughs> um... Uh, <Jesus>. um <laughs>
2: Uh, Bruce, the shark <laughs> from Jaws.
0: Oh, oh! Uh, I thought you meant like the shark from uh, Funny Nemo.
3: Nemo. He had no control over that.
0: Yeah. No, the, it, it, the, the
2: Jaws
3: it, shark. Know. Yeah. The white gorillas from Congo. Yeah,
0: they're well, they're in his, they're in their land. Well, people were invading their territory, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Listen, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, the tornado and twister.
0: That guy's <laughs> such a dick. So an did did no you reason. have to ruin Helen Hunt's day like that? It didn't. No. I mean, to it be didn't. fair,
2: they she did get her technology off the ground. They're, and they, they're like, doing storm chasing? Dor- Dorothy 3 turned out well, and now they know the data they need for exploring tornadoes. But they ruined Bill Paxton. <laughs> and God, the, they, they ruined Bill Paxton's relationship with, with his fiance. <laughs> classic tornado move. You remember that Probably movie like Life?
3: The, the big that, wave. Remember, oh, yeah. remember yeah that? with uh, no no with not
2: Ryan not Reynolds okay yes that one not the Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence yeah. movie but the movie no. life with Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and uh and, and others and Jake Gyllenhaal yes Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. the the monster and th- now that's a movie I didn't really like but the monster in that thing is just like so evil like to the extent right like I just hate it I just hate how it is like it has no purpose beyond <laughs> yeah. just being a just being a giant dick um and it even it's and, like and it gets that way immediately immediately and even it's like yeah. little alien face that it makes is even more evil it's like i already hate you and like now you have a little alien face that just like it seems like designed to be hated so there that's that's one that's a good one that's a good one
0: yeah that stupid alien thing from life take that it's so mean what about the wave what about the wave from perfect storm <laughs> wow I mean, that was based on a true story, though. That how, about was the, how, how about the
2: wave from Poseidon Adventure? The rogue wave that just spins the ship over. That one,
0: too. It had no goal beyond just spinning that ship over. Sure. <laughs> I love how we've, like, derailed. It's like, what about Ursula? She's just, you know. There's a Ursula reality. has
2: reasons. She's just
0: evil. <laughs> She has reasons. Does she? Yeah. Power? Yeah. Emma yeah. Thompson was a jerk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Emma Thompson's evil for no reason. There it is. Emma Thompson
0: and Cruella. Uh, that Dick. in yeah, I mean Corella herself, minus the uh, the new one. Yeah, not really backstory, right? No, no. Well,
4: she wanted
2: yeah. she. I mean, she wanted she wanted to have a nice coat. That was her that was her whole motivation.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't she like was, a whole entire like real backstory like this new one with Emma Stone. That's all. She was I need. cold
3: in London. She's yeah. gonna need a coat. <laughs> yeah, Here's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what if Michael see Myers see just wanted
0: dogs. his sister to put on a mask and have trick or treat? His
3: sister though yeah oh, to be fair. Oh, it's not his
2: sister in that, in that first movie or these new movies but also good. yeah i mean he just he, ended, he didn't say anything
3: <laughs> like at least girl's yeah,
2: talking is all the time she's talking great. i want to he didn't say anything That's such a... <laughs>
0: great great point you got to communicate got to use your words yep. all right let's get to this all next right. question
2: <laughs> We like 40 answers. 40 more minutes on this first question alone. <laughs> uh, what are some films of great dual performances from one actor Todd Lieben, now friend of the show, writes Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And Chris has Have to Go Down the Twins Route, Tom Hardy in Legend, speaking of Legend, and Jeremy Irons in Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Good answers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, good answers. I mean, Cajun Nicolas Cage in Adaptation.
2: Nicholas Cage in Adaptation. That's a great answer. That's that's a perfect answer. I'm
0: thinking.
3: Yeah, it's really good. Dude
0: uh uh eh? I mean I'm trying to think of like funny answers where they they actually it's just you know their shoulder angel or shoulder devil but it's still them um so what, but like nothing's really coming up
2: Jason Mewes and Jane Silent Ball straight back <laughs> like, uh
3: James McAvoy in um in Glass or Split There you go Split? Or Split oh Split, yeah. well, Split and Glass
0: yeah. He's got 19 characters he's playing Yeah All right. Okay. Uh what are your favorite child or what your, childhood. What, what are your favorite? <laughs> yeah, childhood. That's not even close what to what the word says. <laughs> no, I, I saw I saw the you first saw, answer. You first. saw Chris and you went to yeah, childhood. childhood. <laughs> I don't know how that put together. Uh, but what are your favorite anti-hero films? Chris Leland has John Wick and Leon the Professional. Uh Dan Drury has Mel Gibson in Payback. That's a good movie. I was gonna say I was thinking about that one.
2: Yeah, that's the last time I well signs, but that's the last time I really liked a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> like it's Payback and Signs; those are like the last two. Um, uh, Anti Heroes, um, Taxi Driver,
0: Taxi Driver,
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean there's more, but uh, <laughs> if you feel happy, it's fine.
3: Yeah. Um, can't think of anything, but yes, there are more out there. Freddie vs Jason. There it is, boom.
0: Who are you rooting for?
3: It's up to you. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Alien vs Predator. Who are you rooting for? The predator, dude. Obviously, aliens. <laughs> yes. <stuff>. I think <laughs> a- Alien I mean, team. Alien team
0: Xenomorph?
3: xenomorph? I, I like Xenomorphs a lot, but I do not. I don't fuck with them. Predators, like they're just trying to
0: hunt. I get it. Yeah, I'm not messing with any Predators. How is that better Sorry, though? How like what is that what does that mean? Listen, I mean, like, aliens are like, I'd have to travel into space and go into, like, a like a desolated marine base for me to go meet one. I a predator is going to come to, like, California. No,
3: no, no. Listen, a predator is going to come to California and not look at me and be like, he's the alpha male. Okay. I'm going to get him. I'm fine. I'm I mean, okay. For, for two things. Two things. You're like, two, like, two things.
2: I, t- I take your point because, yes, the alien indiscriminately kills when the predator has a goal. That said,
3: give yourself more yeah. credit, man. Come on, listen, man. I don't even. You're, don't, you're, don't, you're don't even, a semi wrestler. Like,
2: Form, former wrestler, Alan Aguilera.
3: Former <laughs> Yeah, but I don't even. I don't even
2: like. I, don't, I can't even drink black coffee. I'm not the alpha male. What do you think Danny Glover's <laughs> doing around? It's not like he's lifting weights all
0: the time. He probably is. He's Danny Glover. He's a cool guy. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in like yeah, maybe in Predator ninety two, but you know not now. <laughs> I'm sure he probably is now. He right probably now. keeps
4: in shape. He looks
2: pretty good every time I see him pop up and stuff.
0: He does. He, he does look like, pretty good. He he's never too anyway. old for this shit, is what I say. <laughs> yeah, Danny Glover, you listening to us? You're never too old for this shit. All
2: right. Who are some great?
0: He's new- definitely listening.
2: He is, yeah. Uh, when well, he takes a break from Gloverclad, Glovercast. Uh, that's where Danny Glover and, and Does it really?
0: Oh, okay. That's like, where Danny Glover wait, is that and,
2: just... <laughs> That's where that's where Danny Glover and Donnie Glover, Donald Glover, they have a podcast explaining how they're not related, and that's the whole episode yes, over and exactly. over again on a weekly basis. Yeah. People uh, can have the same last name, they be related. Glovercast. Um. All right. Who are some great movie? How do we get on that? How are some great movie couples who are also the villains of this of the story? Uh. Chris writes Frank and Julia from Hellraiser. And Mickey and Mallory from uh, um, Natural Born Killers.
3: What about the skeleton key? That I skeleton seen that a long The skeleton time. key? Yeah, but they, yeah. yeah, with Kate Hudson and uh, Peter Sarsgaard. And then there's like the cup, like the old black Voodoo couple ghost thing. They're couples and they're the villains. Okay. That.
2: Okay, I'm just saying. I'm not <laughs> doubting you. I'm just, I'm just like okay.
0: <laughs> Movie couples that were also villains of the story. Hmm. Let's see. Macbeth. There's a, like, yes, Mc, any Macbeth
2: iteration for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, the the two like the gay assassins in Diamonds Are Forever, Mr. Kid and Mr. The other one. Uh, <laughs> Those aren't great it's movies, so. though. Yeah. That's bad. That's a bad movie, and they're bad. Oh. In. It's like I don't know.
0: Man, I'm, I'm really trying to, trying to rack my brain here. They've got to be a couple, and they've got to be the villains. Hmm. I want to hear an uh, answer. I don't want to go to the next one. I want to hear an answer. John John Hammond, whatever her name is, in, in uh, Baby Driver. Oh, okay. Isa Gonzalez's character. Yeah, 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 her. I was like there you go, like they're they're you know I, I kind of root for them even though they're the bad guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Demon or uh, Badlands. Oh yeah, Badlands. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde for that matter. Yeah, I
3: have that too.
0: There you go. Well, the next question is, what comic book villains deserve their own standalone films, and who should star? We didn't really get any answers for this, but we're on a roll here tonight, guys. Um, uh, Mojo, the Mojo
2: movie. Let's go see that. Dude, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Who would play that Mojo? That would be so fun. Alan, who yeah. would play Mojo?
3: John Leguizamo.
0: <laughs> Just based on his clown experience, <laughs> John Leguizamo. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, I was the violator. I could be Mojo
3: or, or, or Paul Giamatti. Is that kind of vibe. mm-hmm
0: He's early rhino, though. Well, I guess you could cross over. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who could shut up, Abe? Movie <laughs> <is stupid>. magic! <laughs> um, so, like,
3: like, uh, what about, like, Dupe? Who? Sorry? Uh, dupe? Um, yeah, a mutant. he's a mutant dupe. He's, like, all floating and powerful and just kind of a star-jerk. I'd have a good time who's, with Dupe. Uh, probably Steve Buscemi. I'm in. Like, did provide the voice? What you is know? Dupe it's from? Like...
2: Which, what, what universe is he in?
3: X Men. He's X Men. He's X Men. Yeah. I feel uh, like I'm gonna name has big X on his belly.
0: Okay. Yeah. One of them is uh, Arcade, and it's played by um, uh, Zach Uh And then yeah, give that. the other is Craven uh, the Hunter, well, doing played that. by Anton Yelchin.
2: Well, well, you're in luck, Give me Abe. That
0: movie. You're in luck,
2: because they already have it, and it's got Aaron Taylor Johnson, just like it.
0: I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that.
2: Um, What was I just thinking of? Oh, yeah, if you do an uh, Omega Red movie, but it's like a fish out of water story. <laughs> so it's like kind of a comedy. It's just Omega Red. It's <laughs> this, like big old. Leaves the USSR. Movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, you can set he it still like
0: things as USSR. You can. He doesn't see- know the Cold War is over.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. That's that's why it's a feature water. It's basically <laughs> Thor. It's just as fun loving as Thor. It's just it's the, it's the it's Omega Red instead. I wouldn't dig this movie. Who who's playing Omega Red? That's a fun question. Who would play Omega Red? <laughs> um, hmm. We need a big guy. Who's Blonde. got comedic Blonde. chops? No the less funny the better. You don't want the to do already, you don't want to already okay. be funny.
0: You want you need I'm to be Okay, you, I'm going to give you a fish out of name water. and I Yeah, I'm going to pitch you one name. Okay. Rainier Wolf Castle. <laughs> 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 Sold.
2: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Right. No, but who you, who would you who's it? Um Omega Red.
3: Alan, any ideas? I'm trying to think of something for Omega Red. Uh, someone that could have fun with it, but also be a serious actor with the. Uh, what about like a Daniel Craig? Too old. Well, because he,
2: he could. Yeah, Because no, my, like, my mind was like, what if like Tom Berenger, but from the '80s? Like that would work. But uh, '80s Tom Berenger. '80s Tom Berenger. But uh, yeah, no, I can I can see Daniel Craig in, in that kind of role.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Blonde as a look, yeah, I can I can see that.
3: It's certainly a all right. Like like a young Kenneth Branagh
0: type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, just like Thor oh, one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know Dupe. Okay, I remember this character. <laughs> yeah, Dupe. Just
3: Dupe. Just hanging out.
2: All right, last question. What are your favorite abstract comic book character designs?
0: Hmm.
2: Well, obviously Mojo. Dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mojo is pretty crazy. Alan Wood. Do M.O.D.O.K.
2: Modoc, yeah. Modoc's one. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mister Sinister. I don't know why he's got like those wispy like X things in the back of his um of the back of his suit. Oh word. He's got a cape and like those things. It's, it's weird. So. about. But abstract? Hmm. I have, to, I have to think about this. Comic book character? It's weird and abstract. Hmm. That's a good question, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks, Abe. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like. Because usually we see like, you know, a Scott Summers type of X-Men drawn or, you know, like a Jim Lee when he's drawing his stuff. And then I'm like, what is a weird abstract comic book character? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mojo's a great answer because it's like he's got like, you know, he's job of the hut type character but with with like Dreads, metal legs and yeah. uh
2: well, I mean, Modok is going to answer too. It's it's a big face with with, with, head, with, with limbs. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean,
0: don't they have that as a show right now on yeah. Hulu? Yeah, yeah, it's like a stock. Yeah. Uh, with Patton
2: Oswalt. Yeah, it's. Oh, okay. I I haven't seen it, but I've seen the animation of it. it. Is like, oh,
0: well, that's a
3: choice. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Good? Bad? Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it was
1: fine. All right. All right.
3: I, I I just I wanted it to be funnier and like there's jokes in there but nothing was like laugh out loud if that makes sense like nothing was like nothing was nothing was making like, your, uh-huh, nothing funny. was
2: making your pants fall down and you laughed and snorted water out of your nose at the same time <laughs> that that that's what's hilarious <laughs> nothing, is right that's nothing, how nothing I define making... hilarious
0: that's like when uh, Bart first met Millhouse
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right
3: yeah
0: all right well that was feedback. Feedback, feedback,
3: feedback, feed- feedback, feedback,
0: feedback. Yeah, Alan, going for it. And that is going to do it for this
2: week's episode About Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on zeke.com Everything I do ends up over there, but I'm also, I'm also at leeliveentertainment.com for my movie reviews, as well as at Why So Blue for my Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. I'm occasionally on Variety, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4.
0: Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag because I'm a real boy and you're just an amoeba. Alan Aguilar, anything you'd like to plug?
3: Yes. No. (laughs) 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 And we're done. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. It's Mr. Eldoran, M R. Wait, no, it's just Eldoran. A L D O R A Y N E. And my Instagram, and my Twitter is Mr. Aldorayne, so it's M-R-A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E.
2: I like how your plug's turned yeah, into an yeah, impromptu that. spelling bee for you. <laughs> That's really fun for me.
3: <laughs> well, listen, every time somebody asks my name, I'm like, hey, my name is Alan, A-L-A-N. I do it all the time. All the time. Like, oh, can we get a name for this order? Alan, A-L-A-N. It's so a good So people don't do the double. I just, I'm just used to doing it. It sucks, but here I am. Fair enough. <laughs>
2: All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan, I do thank you for joining us this week to talk about Venom.
3: Thank
2: you, Alan. Thank you. Also, thanks to Zachy Hassan. I appreciate
3: it. G- thank you for having me.
2: For sure. Also, yeah. also, thanks again to Zachy Hassan for joining us early, to discuss the movie, and that is gonna thanks, do. it Zach. That is gonna do for this week's episode. Next week, we're talking Bond, finally with No Time to Die. Uh, but until then, until next time,
0: so long and goodbye. Bye.
4: i say i've changed really don't tell me how so i got all this bread I'm still, sour though, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm a squid peg, in a round hole, yeah. like a block of cheese in a paper towel roll, Rocky Balboa, never been no, right. towel thrower. Even when I got kicked to the curb, yeah. life knocked my dick in the dirt, I got back up, flipped at the bird, till I earned the attention, I yearn not to mention, I learned how to turn resentment and hurt to an unquenchable thirst, and the simplest terms is revenge of the nerd in every sense of the word. But all you see is the fame and the millions, you don't see the strength, the resilience, how I rack my brain, but it feels as if I'm trying to explain it to children, so a lot of this pain isn't healing, You're no escaping, if this anger is spilling, almost like recreating the feeling of not when the second plane hit the building So let them take building Some of this just may be a symptom Of having way too much income But when you struggle every day just to get some Now all of this hate is a syndrome When they can't relate that stems from Money looking like it grows on trees get a green but those aren't leaves Suffice to say, with every sacrifice I made It's like I gave up my life to fame All the nights that I lied awake, Nights I stayed up to write and pray Had to claw scratch and fight my way Just follow me and i like the way Look to the hook if your sky look gray Skyland rappers, how can we be on the same level now When I gotta look down to see These clowns that are on the ground Bitch, I got clouds beneath me Ever since I put out the EP to the height of 2003 Me, you ain't see the struggle to make it out the D Because I made it somehow look easy Now you see me standing
1: But you never saw my sacrifice or all the nights I had to struggle to survive. Had to lose it all.